what do we do shut the fuck up (laughs) you make sure those levels are golden and say not a goddamn word they're fine i swear (laughs) don't hit me again (laughs) i did not hit (laughs) catching on so quick all right so if you're the guest we need to get the guest reaction which is what okay what are your thoughts what are we doing right now yeah how how are you feeling now that you have been exposed How's to your soul? an hour and 40. Well, I don't know where I am or who you people are, so I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> Rude. Well, no one's introduced us. Yeah. You're the out. host. Yeah, well, you guys are the hosts. I mean, that's... I, I, I mean, I've I'm, never been on a podcast look, before. Sorry. Is this I, how it always goes? I'm just the sound guy. I've only just Shut been the informed fuck up. of this. <laughs> <laughs> so I was saying earlier that this is going to be the worst episode of this show. <laughs> It's true. It's turning out so far. Yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> All right, Jack, I have to do it. No. Welcome to Durazzle. No fucking <laughs> Vince, say the words. Welcome to Durazzle, the something something razzle dazzle you. <laughs> well, well, show ended. I'm just, bye, <laughs> that was the quickest episode we've ever put together. <laughs> uh, hold on one second. I... They're all too fucking loud. <laughs> That's what'll save the episode. Just turn us down. <laughs> you turned it off, you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, Christ. No, it's good. All right. So we know where, where we are and what we're going to do. We don't know who you are, who we are. Well, I think we're derazzled, and I think it's supposed to be a show where you fix movies that have Razzies. Except I, this time. I was wondering. I didn't think the room <laughs> ever actually won a Razzie, but... Oh, no. Okay. No, I mean, no. it never even made it that far, oh, which... No. Oh, shit. It's like... a shame, really. I think they missed out. But this was your first time watching it, watching well, the room. Yeah. Who am I? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing my very best on my very first time. Yeah, Joe. <laughs> Joe, do introductions. There. I'm commanding the sound guy to do introductions. Well, okay. There. Well, host Vince DiStefano is just... <laughs> Has just uh, think that... commanded me to give introductions. I am I am uh, demoted sound guy Joe Nealis. <laughs> uh, with with us as always is uh, is special guest, never been here before, Jack Culbertson, hey. and other host Emily Mano. I'm apparently this is my show now. I mean, I'll take it. I love it. <laughs> did you not introduce him? And then That's fine. And I, did that, I did that first. Oh, and mystery voice, Vince DeStefano. I, I, I said, okay. I said, I said, apparent host Vince DeStefano oh, has okay, given okay. me, the, has, yeah. has commanded me. That's true. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. And I think that actually works. Yeah. Those roles, because if you're host, you can then tell him what to do. Yeah. Yep. That's what you've been wanting this whole time. I mean, apparently, I mean, I didn't know I had this kink, but hey, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, demoted piss boy Joe Neelis. <laughs> yes, master. <laughs> uh, can you ask Jack what his uh, current? I'm right here, you son of a bitch. No, no, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> yes, talk- 
get him. <laughs> the new bit is that we're not talking directly to Jack. Oh. <laughs> Apparently. Uh, how the tables have turned. <laughs> Sound levels are fine, so by the way. Stupid. Jack, how's your soul? Yeah, your <laughs> it's, soul? it's getting worse. I didn't think it would after that movie, but it is. <laughs> Highlights and lowlights: uh, Rosebud and Thorn of watching the room. Yeah. Ooh. So I'm definitely not introducing the episode. Wink. <laughs> uh, but we watch the room, mm-hmm. which we're doing because Jack, which is me, mm-hmm. has a lot of shit going on right now. <laughs> And doesn't have the energy to do a full episode without dying. Yes. Uh, and mm-hmm. because the room has been requested by you sick fucks a number of times. A number of times. We are doing that. Uh, however, the difference is that I don't know anything about the room when we went into this. I've never Jack, seen it. Jack went in as blind as a person could, basically, in 2022. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excluding, like, three memes, that's all I knew about the room. What were your three? Um... The uh, one where he goes on the roof and he's like, I did not eat her. I, it's just going to sound like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, I did not eat her. Uh, oh, hi, Mark. Uh, I did that one. Uh, I'd seen the one where he goes into the flower shop once, but mm-hmm. completely forgot about it. I thought like, holy shit. I'm really that glad good? that was it's basically really... fresh. That's so good. Uh, and I think I'd seen them play f- football in their Texas. Uh, <laughs> Other than that, I knew nothing going in. Well, you you did you told us yesterday you did know one thing going in. From sorry, sound guy having to, having to do a quick quick uh, quick. Uh, Can addendum. we abandon this bit? It's yeah, that's really that fine. <laughs> yeah, okay, so no, you did tell us one thing you knew yesterday, which was that the the editing equipment that was used was like twenty years old or something. Yeah, shit. but so, that is such a non-point that like, there's so much the, better trivia. There's so many <laughs> things to know. Because I said yesterday when we were trying to record, but I didn't have water. Yeah, um, and couldn't poop. Uh, not because my bowels are backed up. They're fine. They're uh, fine. Yeah. But the toilet itself it's the was issue. turned off. And your yard is greatly fertilized now. It's fantastic. Um, <laughs> Belinda, at least three times, encouraged me to get a compound bucket. Oh and I was God. like, why is this the king I'm finding about right now? Um, <laughs> I really needed to know about this before. The yeah. situation just never presented itself. <laughs> Lucky me. Uh but the algorithm was like, hey, you've been looking at stuff for the room, your room adjacent. Um, did you know that they edited the room on 20-year-old software? I think it was like Windows or iTunes Media Makers, whatever whatever it is. But um, I was like, all right, respect. Like he had these tools available to him, which was nothing. And he was able to put a feature-length movie together. And that was one in that category. And then I sat and watched the movie. Yeah. And it's mostly garbage. It's all garbage. Why is it mostly? It's, it's, all, all, it's all garbage. It's all garbage. There's Good like Lord. moments where you could isolate a second in time mm-hmm. and not hate the thing that is happening. I, for one, really like the piece of art by the doorway because it reminds me of 1970s ice cream parlors. Ah, okay. Uh, okay. So this that was one good. of the few pieces of art that was not spoons. <laughs> the, <laughs> much of the art hurted me. Yes. Uh, I didn't buy Michelle's performance. I saw her uh, working with instincts. I saw she had breath control. I saw that she was suffering through terrible dialogue, but trying yeah, to make how? the most of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was taking beats. She understood what punctuation was. That's um, true. Yeah. And she was acting within what should have been the uh, level of reality. It's unfortunate that everybody else was not in that 
same level of reality, but she tried. So you're okay, Michelle. There's like I've got no problem with you. Four different planes of existence that just kind of collide. There's mm-hmm. the gecko man that somehow went above <laughs> Tommy Wiseau. God. I don't Fucking understand. Mike. Oh yeah, yes. Gecko Man is Mike the guy the... who uh, realized that uh, chocolate is the symbol, it's the of, symbol love. of love. Yeah. yeah, chocolate is the symbol of love. Yes, and couldn't eat. He's chocolate. the one who said me underwears, which are <laughs> he did words say that me underwears. Go together. But there's just something about his the way his jaw moves that's very. It's half reptilian. his head. Really. It's, it's it, just. It's like part way between reptilian and malfunctioning Chuck and Chuck E. Cheese animatronic. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's and he gets. <laughs> Some I don't know how a person does this, but he got part of the cake stuck on his tongue, and he was kind of like, but, but. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, so those are the parts that were not as bad. So which were roses and which were buds? Yeah, <laughs> Michelle's acting plus that single piece of art on the wall plus. Okay, so those are roses. That Denny looked like John Connor from T <laughs> two. Oh my god. Plus. Um. And you know what? I don't know what's wrong with me that I'm saying this, but I actually felt bad for Denny at the end. How did I get attached to a character? Aww, especially, Jack. Just, well, especially like the creepiest fucking character in the entire goddamn movie. I felt movie. for Denny, and I don't know why. Uh, I'm going to be honest. Uh, I think it's Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> oh, it could Maybe. be. You want to care for somebody in that movie. Right, and you're just I don't like, I can latch anyone. on to anybody. It could be Denny. Like, I guess that's true. So if you, like Jack before today, have not seen The Room, it is a 2003 <laughs> film directed by, written by, starring, produced by, financed by. Edited. Uh, partially, like, a, okay. the, he, he did have, hire some people. He, he, there wasn't, there was an editor, but he had a heavy hand. Yeah. Uh, largely in saying, don't, no, no, we don't cut anything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And yeah, this came out in 2003 and it follows a man named Johnny who has everybody in his life betray him or so he perceives his uh, fiance cheats on him with his best friend and uh, shit ensues. I don't know. His uh, maniacal. There's antics. There's antics. Maniacal bitch future wife. Mm-hmm. I think that's what you meant to say. Mm-hmm. I, th- I mean, I think that that might be exact phrasing. Yeah. <laughs> From like. She became so evil. <laughs> like, evil. Yeah. And I, yeah. I hope that at some point during this episode we can talk about, like, how problematic this movie was. Oh, yeah. That's a central part of oh, the whole thing. Oh, we can absolutely thing. do okay. that. Yeah, we're definitely going to do that. Because a lot of that cringing was, you know, the, the acting and the, the filmmaking, but it was also the words they were saying. Oh, yeah. Tommy um, Wiseau doesn't like women. No. It's very... At all. It's very clear. <laughs> There is Especially a... future wives who fucking cheat on you with your best friend yeah. slash mother-in-laws who <laughs> are dying from breast cancer one second and then never mentioned again. Potentially just convincing their daughter like he has a house, he's got a car, you can... <laughs> he'll provide for you, and you can't provide for yourself. No, you, you're a woman. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. It's the easier financial stability. I love it. Greg Sestero, who plays Mark. Uh, okay. wrote a book mm-hmm. called The Disaster Artist. Greg Sestero, actor slash line producer. Yes, actor producer. slash line producer for this <laughs> so film. So he should have been double fired. He should have been double fired, okay. but no. Uh, he He's Tommy's best friend. IRL. In real life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so when so, I look at the poster for The Disaster Artist film, the not James Franco. Yeah, the is, da- he's the Dave The other Franco, Franco okay. is Greg. Is supposed to be Mark, yes. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, okay. Uh, or supposed to be Greg, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so he wrote a book called The Disaster Artist, which uh, tries to 
trace the like what led to the room the experience of filming the room and uh who the fuck tommy Wiseau is <laughs> okay because from the trailer for the disaster artist i'm like oh they're buds yes they kind of are they're, okay well it's yeah it's a very problematic it's relationship it's a complicated situation yes. okay. <laughs> it's almost like there's a whole book about it yes. so y- you all seem to have a lot of knowledge about this shitty film mm-hmm. and i have many questions so how about i ask some questions and maybe there's some answers i, I think that's a, a good idea why is it called the room um because things happen in rooms <laughs> that's honestly <laughs> that is the correct answer yeah that it literally mm-hmm. like because human behavior <laughs> happens in, in rooms. rooms you see I think uh, also Tommy's original idea for this was a play. That's true. That it was all one location. It was going to be a play. Yeah. Why wasn't this just a play? Uh, he had big Hollywood dreams. He won't mm-hmm. come true. Be actor. Yeah. He make movie. God damn it. Um, you do a pretty good Tommy. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mine's definitely Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That wasn't an answer, but it did. There were words This is in the a row. answer that Tommy himself would give no this is this thing it's like it's not an answer but it is the answer okay alex trebek would have awarded points for that Mm -hmm. why were there so many characters that were unnecessary such as the guy who says something about pockets keep your stupid comments oh no greg well that's That's yeah that's mark mark is Oh, Mark's important. Not Mark's m- important. But do you mean? Oh, you, do you mean the random guy at the end who yes. says, "When is the baby due?" So yes. that that character's name Stephen. Mm-hmm. So th- so, okay, there is actually an entire reason for why Stephen exists. Yeah, he which he didn't in the original script. Mm-hmm. So, okay. do you remember the psychologist friend Peter? I, yeah, uh, who fell down while they were playing football in tuxes. He died. No. Oh. See, that actor had a whole nother commitment that that he needed to leave for, another project that he was cast in. And he told Tommy Wiseau this months before the time came for that to actually happen and him to right. leave the room. So he comes and he tells Tommy, like, hey, I can't do this anymore. This is my last day. I have like one more day. Yeah. I have like one more day. And like I warned you months ago. And Tommy got like really angry and bitter right. and like defensive about it. But he was also like in the makeup chair trying to like solve some unnecessary problem that he was perceiving with himself. So he really was in the worst position to like try and like strong arm this actor to right. stick around. So he fucked off. He left. And he was then thus uh, not invited to the premiere if i'm not mistaken but (laughs) to make up for that those lines that were read by the that were performed by the steven character were supposed to be peter so rather than rather than pushing them off to an existing character he made a new one (laughs) did not introduce him did not introduce him at all like i don't think they said his name once no. My my gut was like, oh, give it to the lizard man. But then I remembered his acting. Yeah, and they could have given it to Mike. They but could no, have given it to they him. could have. But his, his jaw malfunctioned after that yeah. last scene. <laughs> Imagine Gecko guy saying, "When is the baby due?" <laughs> or he would be chewing on something the entire time. Yeah, give it to the one competent actor on set. Michelle. She was already. I uh, gotta she, give props to the woman. To the what's her name? Carol, I think. With the actor, the actress. Yeah, who plays the mom? I did not like her. <laughs> you are incorrect. Um, <laughs> yeah, I forget her name. Um, I, I actually like her as well. I will say um, she. I got... think she worked her ass off with that 
shitty character that she got. Her first scene was really bad, mm-hmm. but she did get better. Um, I'm going to assume that first scene was also her first day on set, and she just was like, "What am I? What is happening?" So that set was not I mean, air conditioned. No. Um, and there was a course where she she did pass out. So it I'm not to be sure. Taken to a hospital briefly. <laughs> yep. She was okay, but <laughs> but he wouldn't give water because you know water. What was it's just like, it's like that's not what we do in Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Tommy nearly killed her. So right. I don't know which takes. Okay. Well, now I'm mad. <laughs> so you're, he's oh, not you're, a good person. You're just gonna get more angry, honestly. <laughs> Uh, so, it's one thing to make like a shitty movie. It's another thing to like abuse your actors. And like I, I oh, just yeah. like looking at him. He did a lot of shit. That's pretty. Speaking of abusing actors, yeah. Speaking of abusing actors, uh, Greg Sestero was not the original person oh, cast yeah. for Mark. Uh-huh. I mean, he was like the role was technically written for him because he's Tommy's best friend. But they actually mm. did cast somebody else. So you're saying that Mark was not a professional actor. No, well, he actually, he yes, is, he is. He was trying to find work. We'll get into we'll get into that a little in a little bit. But there was another actor. His name was Dan. I forget his last name, but Tommy would only refer to him as Don. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> he wanted Greg to play Mark so badly that he decided to have the camera crew not actually shoot when. Uh, when Dan Don was acting and then he would have Mark come in under the guise of a screen test and do the Mark lines until it all got blown up in his face and people figured out what was happening. He was just like, no, I want, I, I want, you mean I want after Greg. the first hour. No, Actually, he it took hired a while. Don, he hired, he still chose this other, he chose Dan Don. He chose Dan Don. And he Don. still was like, Greg, but can you do it? Yeah. And I think Greg, kind of agreed if i remember correctly uh, he, off- but he offered greg an, like an asinine amount of money it was the money, and, was and the money new, for sure and a new so, car that's right <laughs> and greg was you know just Bro. starting out but okay. um next question <laughs> oh money yeah money. guess the budget money guess. yeah, guess go, the yeah budget. that is yeah we're definitely gonna need you to guess that part oh god i'm so bad at this um how much money went how much went into this movie we're talking just the making of it or the marketing? Total. It, well, let's just do... Because we have separate figures for each. Okay. Yeah. I would be able to do this with three, $4,000, but I know it's more than that. <laughs> this is not a ramming speed picture. This is not a ramming speed picture. Um, so they pay their actors. Mm-hmm. Cool. Because mm-hmm. we did last time. We did. Yeah, we paid our last actors time. last time. Oh, fuck. I actually worked for you guys for free. Yeah, idiot. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that shit on the air. <laughs> we got the friend discount. Um, I'm gonna guess two hundred thousand. Okay. Uh, who who wants to break it? To Vince him? is really okay. I want to do okay. it. I do really want to do it. All right. Here's my second guess. Okay. Like it should have been two hundred thousand. Okay. It shouldn't have even been that. But I would have been like, okay, I'm upset, but I'm not like outraged. I'm right. going to be mad if it's above two million. Yes. Ooh, you're gonna be mad, Jack. It's six million dollars. Yeah, for producing for making this movie, six, six he million. purchased all of the equipment. He did not rent purchased. a single thing. Why would you? Need he per- to- because it's a big Hollywood movie, and he's a legitimate director. It's a classy production. Did he pay himself? 
Probably. I don't, I don't know. think he needed to. Yeah, he doesn't need thing. to. Well, he just the money just kind of showed up and just kind of kept showing up and showing up whenever he needed it to show up. Yeah. No. So that's the thing. There is no <laughs> financial backer for this. That six million came from Tommy. Yes. Mm-hmm. So there were there were. <laughs> I love your face. He, yes. This is so good. <laughs> There's so much lore to this, and it's just. So he, whenever people would ask him to spend money on things, he would say, oh, I have to run it by the producers or there whenever no he, producers or, were there. or, well, hold on. <laughs> or, you know, or whenever people were, were like, you know, getting hired or fired, he would have to run it by the producers or the producers don't want you here anymore. And there, and there were rumors of there being other people involved. One of whom was an elderly woman who had no involvement in film at any point before, during, or after this production. And one was a man who had been dead for years. Mm-hmm. Okay, I need to stop for a second. <laughs> yes, there's a lot to unpack here. That sentence a, was a lot. Take yes, a, take a beat. You know, I there's a lot happening. We've done some bad movies before. You may have noticed, and sometimes the source of the money is questionable. Um, this is our first time where the producer's been dead uh, the entire time, <laughs> and the other one is a bag lady. Mm-hmm. But they're all just, it's all Tommy. But it's all Tommy. Why would he choose the identity of a dead person? To be mysterious. Uh, Actually, so that dead person was uh, like a um, mentor father figure to him. That's right. So yeah, we pointed out his name when it popped up in the opening credits, if I'm not mistaken. Caffrey. Yeah. Dave Caffrey. Dave Caffrey. Yeah. And the woman was Chloe something. Yes. Do we have a reason for the bag lady? I don't remember. I can't remember. I think if it, he like like they they had some kind of relationship. I sexual. I know very detailed. I'd have to look it up. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that detail I don't actually. Do we know. know how he made his money? No, no. We kind of there there kind are. Of. I have a research segment about this. Great. About his, True. How he made his money? So yes. We'll, we'll yeah. hold on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me think of some other questions that I have about this movie that aren't strictly like, why did this narratively happen? Sure. Um, you mean in history? In why yeah. <laughs> why was this made? Yeah. That's a, that's a question for sure. The rooftops. Mm-hmm. Baffling. Yes. Um, uh-huh. The layout of the apartment. Baffling. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a fifteen by fifteen room. I think. <laughs> Straight up and down. Multiple <laughs> people live there. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. He wanted so badly for like the the uh, establishing exterior shot of the what he was thinking of as a house uh to be a mansion. Mm-hmm. Like they got like they got yelled at by the wow. police for shooting out front of a mansion. And Tommy's trying to argue with the cop and be like, No, I disagree with you. This is wrong. We get to film here and everyone else is packing up the oh, gear, like, no. let's go. Tommy. We're sorry, officer, you pack we're leaving. That shit up and you show up. Three days later, on like a Sunday in the afternoon, <laughs> idiot. No, that, that, that's when they ended up going and like filming like that, like fo- like that discount full house, uh, mm-hmm. like opening shot. Like so confusing. Yeah, I- it's really unclear if like, they, they talk about it as though it's an apartment, but it it's like also supposed to kind of be their house, but like all these people have access to it, and and you know, Mark lives in the building, and Mark lives in the building, as so. does John Connor, as yes. does Denny, yes, mm-hmm. um, much like people under the stairs. <laughs> Just oh my god, <laughs> there wasn't enough leather, Daddy. There was I will no, say that not nearly enough. It was the one mistake he made. <laughs> Just the one. <laughs> what uh, what was the deal with the um, like? 
the green screen on the, especially the rooftop. Shots. That's what I was getting mm-hmm. to. Yeah. Was the green? I mean, like it was. You said it was like two thousand two. Two thousand two. Yes. I mean, it was six million dollars. Uh-huh. So the green green screen. It looked like so. What they used to do instead of just green screen is if it was just like say there was a window behind me and like behind the win- on the other side of the window there's like a city. They would just give the space between a window and the wall. Okay, nobody's gonna take that. Um, and a sweat dropped down my balls. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, no, it's hot, it's hot in this room. I understand. <laughs> Not mine. <laughs> uh, for everyone listening at home, uh, Jack is sitting on an ice pack. A little uh, behind the scenes of Derazzled for literally every episode. Uh, <laughs> Derazzled brand ice pack for your balls coming to Redbubble soon. Uh, but they would they would basically make like a wall pi- wallpaper of the city, and for the most part, as long as you're not focusing on it, you don't notice. And it felt like they had gone to a shitty printer and mm-hmm. done like a shitty print job wallpaper of San Francisco. Well, <laughs> so it was not green screen. That was green. Oh, it was, it was green, green screen. screen. It was green screen. So if I remember from the book correctly, they they built the rooftop set in the parking lot of the building that they were shooting in, mm-hmm. and that okay. had the green screens around it. Then, when they went to shoot B-roll in San Francisco, they literally shot... From, like, sunup to sundown. Just every different kind of climate. From a, from a rooftop. Yep. <laughs> like, that's actual San Francisco sky. <laughs> You're seeing superimposed over um, that fake rooftop. <laughs> what were they... Were they filming with their 2002 phones? Good question! Like... Ooh, great question. Ooh, what were they filming with? Um, so Tommy is the first director ever to use two so different. I need to pause you for one second. Absolutely. Just to mark in time. This is the moment that my eyes started to twitch. Um, all right, you can continue. Oh no, Jack. Um, now? God. Yeah. Oh. I'm surprised at how far I made it. That's, that is fair. There's a lot, there's a lot of troubling information. Um, so Tommy's the first one ever to use two different formats. Um, when filming his production, he did use an HD camera and a 35 millimeter, um, okay. kind of pushed together and kind oh, of built. Oh, you mean literally? Like actually, at simultaneous, they were constructed together, taped, basically duct taped as one. He to had, just, oh my God, yeah, he had it specially built for this shoot for the, and purchased all purposes? of this. Was all bought. It was all bought. So he, yeah, so he, he bought created this contraption. Two, so he bought. Two professional grade cameras, two sets of lenses, two lighting setups. Mm-hmm. But why? Because big Hollywood, Hollywood movies. Big Hollywood movies, Jack. <laughs> yeah, Literally the this. answer for I hate this episode. <laughs> if you want to know why, it is typically big Hollywood movie. But that's not. But it is how Hollywood. <laughs> but, they... but he's the first one who's ever done this. Yeah. So um so that's important. <laughs> and that's all he needs to that's all he cares about. It's not why no one has ever done it before, but Can you imagine being the guy that gets the special order slip for uh strap 35mm film camera to HD camera? <laughs> and like mm-hmm. at the same at the same mm-hmm. time. You're shooting like Together? two different cameras, no, right? No, like no. just one Oh, you want me mm-hmm. to like sticky glue these two things yep. together. It's an abomination. Yes. So the um actually the the two people that tastes. he bought everything from <laughs> yeah. the people that he bought everything from owned the lot where he shot. So yes. they threw that in for free because he bought, he bought, he bought, bought everything. Yeah. Oh my god. 
Um, I'm going to need to move past this or I'll be stuck here for a while. Uh-huh. The camera thing, because I don't know how to suss this out with my brain. <laughs> um, so confused. Uh, what do you, I don't even know, like, what do you, why? Why would you have just like two of the same fucking thing? Mm-hmm. Um yeah, no, everybody else knew that, too. Yeah. Where do you think James yeah, Cameron all, everyone... got the idea for the 3D camera he built for the Avatar movie? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Cinematic pioneer Tommy Wiseau. Mm-hmm. And you... He's okay, a trailblazer. So you're shooting it digital, so you have that footage, theoretically, immediately. Yeah. But then you also have the 35 millimeter that you're sending away to be uh, processed. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you're waiting for oh, this yeah. film... Yep. to come back you've already got the footage mm-hmm. in the digital version then that comes back and you do what with it you throw out all of the hd footage and you just mostly use the 35 millimeter I'm pretty that's, sure that's the correct happens. answer yeah. that is yeah. what exactly he did then why would you need the big hollywood, big hollywood movie, movie Jack? Uh, do you think this uh this camera business counts as a thorn for you (laughs) thorn in his heart Next, next thing. Next question. Next, oh my god! Next question is anything besides his technical ability. Oh, okay. Do we have any idea how big his crew was for this? Because it shouldn't have been any. It better rotated. <laughs> it wrote, Yeah. It 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 fluctuated. Predictably, he's not an easy man to work with. Y- you know, actually, I want to know more about him because I I don't know much about him other than he is a, a mystery man yeah. and nobody knows where he's from or where his money's from. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I can. Is this a good time for your sure. bit? Uh, Great. So, uh, yeah, I did, I did some research on the origins of Tommy Wiseau. Okay. So, uh, the disaster artist, uh, Greg Sestera's book mm-hmm. is most of our information. We've, you know, actually hold that thought. Oh yeah. Let's, uh, let's go to a quick break and mm-hmm. then come back and we'll jump into the mystery man. That is Tommy Wiseau and yeah. Yeah. his background. Yeah. Makes sense. I am just drunk enough to talk about the origins of Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. Perfect. Where, how, what, mm, I have so many questions. One, how old is he? Great. That's a good one. Um, so I do have an exact answer for this. Okay. I'm, I'm going to give you like the full preamble and everything that I went to. Great. This. So. It's got a whole thing. My thought behind the research that I did, which is who is Tommy Wiseau? Right. Specifically, there is a story in The Disaster Artist that Greg Sestero tells where uh, his Greg's mother is afraid of Tommy as like Greg is getting ready to move off to L.A. Tommy is the like guiding force behind this. Okay. Greg's mother is like, Tommy's going to kill you. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, Greg's not really uh, Greg's like, Mom, get off my back, etc. Like you do. Yeah. The first visit to Tommy's uh, San Francisco condo before they go to L.A., um, they're walking through the garage. He sees Tommy's car, which is like this Mercedes. Um, and then next to it is this like busted down, flattened, tired, very dusty car that has the the Zodiac symbol, the Zodiac killer like, symbol. Oh, it, yep. Like mm. fingered in dust on it. Um, <laughs> and <The fuck? laughs> uh, Greg, Greg asks the same question of, hey, what the fuck? Um, and Tommy says, oh, I don't know what that is. He's like, I don't know what that symbol means. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Greg wonders if his mother is right. And is he going to die as Tommy the Zodiac Killer? Which made me think, right. who are all the people that Tommy Wiseau could be? We don't know where he came from. We don't know where the money came from. All that stuff. So this actually is kind of a true crime podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, 
So uh, Tommy has consistently lied about his his birth year, his birthplace, all of it. Mm-hmm. He also like obviously has a shit ton of money, even without the room. He's got the Mercedes. He's got a, an apartment LA in LA. Like at the time that the room is about to be filmed, okay. He's got an apartment in LA. He's got a condo in San Francisco, and he's got this Mercedes and bodies in each one of them. <laughs> I suppose in the walls. Um, in the walls. He didn't rent any of the camera equipment. He bought all of it. Like dude is just endless money. Oh, there's also one more. Uh, so you asked about the like promotion budget for this. Yeah, uh, there is. I I have one piece of this, which is okay. he bought or he rented a oh, billboard yeah. in L.A. for five years. Five years for five oh my years. It okay. was up until 2008, oh, and it was really close to. I can't remember which theater it was really close to. I don't think it was too close to the Chinese theater. No, it wasn't the Chinese theater. It was another another big theater near in, Sunset in LA. Boulevard. Well, that actually kind of answers my question as to how this piece of shit got noticed because yeah. i've i've watched shitty indie films before yeah. mm-hmm. not with this flavor um, <laughs> oh, there was a whole premiere like that's so so, so yeah he the hollywood movie he he has this billboard in la for five years in a very prominent place that no one quite knows what it's for because it's just tommy's face it's a close-up really of, big. it's a close-up of one of his headshots mm-hmm. is yeah. it the same as the cover yeah the, mm-hmm. the it's yeah with like the, it's that the, shot highlighting his on a billboard the, i would think that would be like an anti-drug yeah the really like <laughs> menacing tommy face yeah. is yes. the one that was up in la for five years so that billboard cost um for that full five years three hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars i would have expect- expected more honestly i actually expect more time. but yeah uh so anyway the um <laughs> i guess that's not in oh that was 2003 money right yes yeah yeah uh, fair point fair point and so so the man is made of money but nobody knows where it came from it came from for his birth he's claimed a lot of different things uh when he was talking to greg uh he told him um so when they were when they were friends in like the late 90s early 2000s he said like oh i'm i'm in my late 20s like you um yeah he said i'm your age <laughs> i'm your age yeah he he said he said i'm your age which then he he then th- at one point thought that greg was 16 <laughs> even though he was like um, 20 okay um i have some concerns for denny uh, yeah right. <laughs> um for birthplace tommy claimed to be from new orleans um yeah uh, people would ask him about okay. his accent and he'd be like i'm from new orleans <laughs> he also like <laughs> which part <laughs> he also like the either paid for or wrote a bunch of blurbs talking about how the maker of hollywood's big new indie feature is a raging cajun yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's that was the promotional material yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, those were like the the quotes <laughs> yeah um so Later, as they got closer, Tommy started to open up to Greg um, uh-huh. and tell him some, like, sometimes contradictory stories, but ones that seem closer to the truth. Okay. Um, so what he what he told to Greg was um, that he was born in the, like, Eastern Bloc of Europe uh, during Soviet era. He idealized the U.S., eventually moved to France, and was, like, um, you know, abused by employers there. His His brother was, like... Uh, like they were without papers, and his brother got sent back. To was it a brother Bloc. or a cousin? I can't remember now. So, I, thought, some, I think it was a cousin. Some a cousin, yeah. Okay, but anyway, like went to France, was abused there, hated it. Moved in with. Uh, he had some family in Louisiana, um, Chalmette, 
or Cholmay. Cholmay, yeah. Um, it, and he would go to New Orleans on occasion to hang out in the French Quarter, and he mm-hmm. loved that. But. So, so eventually, yeah, eventually he moves to the U.S., goes to Chalmette, but also, like, works a bunch of shitty jobs there, hates it, moves to L.A., uh, or moves, sorry, not to L.A., uh, San Francisco. moves to San Francisco, and things become even hazier from there, uh, more contradictory, et cetera. Yeah, in the time between him moving to San Francisco and <laughs> becoming friends with Greg, it's Merck. Mm-hmm. It might just be because of the overlap with New Orleans, but listening to you describe the quote-unquote origins of Tommy Wiseau mm-hmm. is a lot like when I was researching the origins of um, Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> <laughs> and how it's a lot of globe jumping. Yeah. It's a lot mm-hmm. of like, well, he, yeah. he said, she said, mm-hmm. we have some paper trail here. We don't know the exact motivations. Yep. Uh, they didn't have a good time here. They did have a good time here. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. somehow they ended up killing the president. <laughs> and... Yeah, that's where I assume this story is going. I did not shoot him. I did not. <laughs> uh, so for the the money speculation, the biggest thing that people assume. Um, so Tommy claims that he made his money by um, like selling like Korean junk fashion in the U.S. And, like, just built up a whole bunch of money that way. Six million dollars worth. Mm-hmm. Uh, more than that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, e- Enough to, like. Buy a bunch of prominent real estate in San Francisco. Yeah. Well, oh, holy shit. Yeah. And like tear some of it down and rebuild it up into other things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it it turns out that he actually owns a bunch of, or at least at the time of filming, owned mm-hmm. a bunch of San Francisco property. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can we get the... FBI <laughs> on the phone because I got some questions. They so yeah, may have been I don't know. Right. So the the thing about the money is there's uh, so that's Tommy's side. There's a lot of speculation about um, the money. Is that uh, that it's like a money laundering for the mob? That's like mm-hmm. big theory on the internet. Greg Sestero doesn't buy this because would you want to trust Tommy Wiseau with your money? With literally that's, anything. That's a really good point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but that would explain the, like, just throwing money down the toilet on, yeah. on the uh, everything. Yeah. I personally wonder if, like, maybe street fashions. So the that, that like, um, Korean goods mm-hmm. uh, that I was talking about. Tommy owned a company called Street Fashions USA. Um, okay. And uh, that's what, like, the, the buildings that he owned were, like, headquarters is and storefronts for those things yep i wonder if street fashions usa might have been money laundering and that okay. maybe tommy was more reliable before something changed his life forever possibly yeah uh okay. like there's references to car accidents and stuff like that um uh, okay mm-hmm. so uh but speaking of which the other one that people guess is that maybe he made all of his money in an out-of-court settlement with like if he got in a car accident with somebody rich um and they just no, said, I didn't think about here's that. a bunch of money, make it go away. Yeah. Um, maybe all this, maybe all that. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, the the whole Zodiac Killer thing got me thinking. <laughs> okay. Could Tommy Wiseau be the Zodiac Killer? <laughs> <laughs> you may have thought that's where he's going with this. That's exactly where I went with it initially. I've gone a couple places with it. I'm so, excited for one of them in particular. Uh, so in... Uh, <laughs> The Zodiac Killer operated in Northern California in the, the late 60s. I know it. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, for, for any listeners at home, five known victims in San Francisco, 
potentially up to 37. Uh, 37? That's the number claimed. God. Um, they kind of do this thing where they're like, who, which are the unsolved cases? Oh, mm-hmm. it might have been that. Then. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Zodiac Killer, famous for sending a bunch of like taunting letters to newspapers and police. Uh, uh, four of them were ciphered. Um, one cracked within a week. Uh, another one cracked recently in yeah. 2020. Yes. And then two still remain unsolved. Um, but, uh, you know, the Zodiac Killer was never identified, so. Well, they, they think they know now, but a lot of people are like, mm, is it? Right. So, yeah. is it Tommy Wiseau? Is it? <laughs> is uh, it? Evidence four. Oh, go ahead. Uh, no, I was, uh, go ahead. Yeah, no. I was just going to ask, so how old is he? Right. So, evidence four. <laughs> um, <laughs> evidence four is uh, Greg's mother's intuition. Oh, yeah, Ma thinks he's the killer. Um, <laughs> um, the solid zo- evidence. <laughs> the Zodiac symbol on the car. Uh, I mean, that is sketchy as that well. That is pretty sketchy. The the fact that no one really knows how old Tommy Wiseau is. Could he have been killing in the late 60s? And uh, the, like, the San Francisco connection. This all was mm-hmm. happening in exactly where Tommy lived. Here's uh, why I don't think he's the Zodiac killer. Please. If he were the Zodiac killer and... Based upon the movie I just watched, <laughs> he would not have stopped killing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I was just going to say that lets Ted Cruz off the hook, but that honestly, a better point. Um, Em, can you think of any reasons why uh, Tommy Wiseau would not be the Zodiac Killer? Not off the top of my head. I feel like you're looking for an answer. Uh, no, I, I just wanted to get... Voices from all sides of the room. Fair. Yeah. I don't think he could pull off the hood. Um, <laughs> and I feel like, so the Zodiac Killer and the, the famous sketch of him is wearing pretty thick glasses. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he, he does wear some pretty big glasses. Talking about myself? Oh, yeah. Oh. He's didn't... known for big sunglasses. Oh, well, shit. He's, yeah, he's Zodiac Killer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the evidence I have against Tommy Wiseau being the Zodiac Killer. Mm-hmm. Tommy originally told Greg, like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm your age, right? right. Nobody buys that. Um, in, 20, in a 2010 interview, he said that he was born in 68 or 69. Slightly more plausible. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2016, there was a documentary that found um, some documents related to his birth. This was covered up until 2010, or sorry, 2020, when Tommy Wiseau sued them uh-huh. not to produce this, at which point it all became public record. <laughs> right, yeah. Tommy. Damn it, Tommy. <laughs> um, so, he was born in uh, Poznan, Poland. Uh, I in called it. You 19, did call it. Yeah, in 1955. He's as old as my dad. Holy shit. Yeah. Is your dad the Zodiac killer? <laughs> <laughs> the jury's still out. <laughs> His actual arrival date in the U.S. is unknown. Um, he has a naturalization application to the U.S. in 1984. Okay. But he claims to have worked a bunch of dead-end jobs in New Orleans, or in, like, uh, Louisiana first, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So there is some time in the U.S. before the, like, application in San Francisco. This really is, like, looking into Lee Harvey Oswald. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it is kind of uncanny. <laughs> but all, like, most of any of that time before the application is hearsay. Um, sure. It would have made him a relatively young uh, Zodiac Killer, but also... He's ripped as hell. <laughs> He's ripped as hell. Um, well, though that was a development specifically, like, right before they started filming, too, because he wasn't for a long time. And then after he disappeared for some time, came back and was just, like, jacked. Mm-hmm. I... Fuck. <laughs> um, 
so we're gonna have to write this movie right <laughs> mm-hmm. like the life and times of tommy Wiseau. honestly yeah i mean this is the disaster artist didn't get into enough of it so no and who's, but it's, it's not told universe. from his point of view because like how could you get into that mindset um <laughs> whose pov is it going to be from knifebreaker <laughs> one madman <laughs> to another uh i i think uh putting it from the perspective of uh emily Emily Mano. Yes. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> and her <laughs> run-ins with... Me and Tommy. <laughs> Thick Tommy ass thieves. Are we going to reveal that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was the real twist. <laughs> uh, so, uh, like, yeah, there's a lot of evidence against him being the Zodiac Killer. Right. But what if he forged those Poland documents? Ooh. What if those are a red herring? Yeah. Hmm. Really, what is a piece of paper? Anyway. Uh, tree, tree this remains? also got me thinking... Other figures that he could be. Uh, right. One that I've thought about is D.B. Cooper. Yes! <laughs> okay, well, now we're on to something. <laughs> this is mine and Becca's favorite. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, background on this for the uninitiated. Uh, D.B. Cooper hijacked a plane in 1971, parachuted out of said plane with $200,000, uh, which is now $1.3 and was <laughs> never found. There is... Uh, the evidence for this is... Uh, so I was looking at this initially before I saw that XKCD had mm-hmm. a years ago made a comic about how Tommy Wiseau might be DB Cooper. Oh, oh my really? god, they did! Yeah, Randall, you madman! Right. Uh, so the the comparison in the XKCD comic is um, DB Cooper vanished with large sums of money, real name, real name and age unknown, idiosyncratic speaking, specifically negotiable American currency, and fate unknown. Tommy. Appeared mysteriously with lots of money, has odd uh, idiosyncratic speaking, and has a background that's unknown. Uh, also, West Coast connection, traveling north to commit the crime, not that much of a stretch. So uh, he could be both the Zodiac Killer and D.B. Cooper. I thought about going for that angle at the okay. end. Of this. <laughs> uh, I like my, my ending a little bit better, but sure, I'll, I'll, sure. I'll wrap okay. up my D.P. Cooper okay. uh, section. <laughs> Evidence against it is the, like... Uh, the aforementioned naturalization records state that he was born in 1955. That would make him 16 at the time of <laughs> jumping out of this plane. I could see a 16-year-old doing some stupid shit like that. D.B. <laughs> Cooper was profiled at being between 30 and 50. Ah, piss. In mm-hmm. 1971. So He's he a could... big 16-year-old. A big 16-year-old. <laughs> and also, uh, language-wise, D.B. Cooper was um, described as having no discernible accent, which is super not true of Tommy Yeah. Yeah. He has at least three discernible accents. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I feel like the age is technically possible. He could be a middle-aged looking 16-year-old hijacking a plane and parachuting to... He's got a baby face. ...into history. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe he was affecting an accent for the last 25 years. <laughs> Brilliant. Maybe that's why it's not placeable, because it's, it's, it's just not real. It yeah. Yeah. I started to look into other figures that uh, he could be. Was he uh, Babushka Lady in the background of the Zapruder film? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I I went through a few phases. Right, yeah. Eventually, I landed on what is my personal favorite, which is uh, Lestat de Liancourt. You're going to help me with that one. The vampire, uh, or one of the vampires from Interview with Vampire Vampire. by (laughs) I, you know, I heard you say Lestat. I'm like, no, not that one. Oh, no. That not Lestat. That, one. <laughs> that exact Lestat. My theory is that Tommy Wiseau is Lestat. Here's why. Um, <laughs> Hello, Anne Rice. How are you doing? <laughs> Lestat's story. He was a French noble born in 1760. Family disgraced and impoverished. Becomes an actor in Paris. 
mm-hmm. kidnapped and turned vampire by Magnus, who then kills himself, which leaves Lestat as the heir to an inexhaustible fortune who goes on Globetronic adventures for the next several hundred years, hmm. including New Orleans in the late 1700s and early 1900s. Hmm. Coincidences. Greg's conversations with Tommy's involved France, Massive Fortune, and New Orleans. And vampires. And I'll get to that. Um, (laughs) Anne Rice wrote her novel while living in San Francisco. Tommy's vision for Johnny, according to the disaster artist, in that fight scene with Chris R., Tommy wanted Johnny to drive his car off the roof and then for it to fly away. Into Mm -hmm. into the moonlight. Into the moonlight. Let's rewind this a second. What? (laughs) In the fight scene. Oh, yeah, please. Uh, it was maybe supposed to be a vampire movie. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> he might have been also a vampire. That's uh, Also, maybe Johnny is a vampire mm-hmm. was the, the reason given for the flying That's car. like verbatim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a thing that he said is maybe also Johnny is a vampire. So I'm, I'm rewatching this scene in my head where Chris R., which is what the fuck that name is, um, yeah. mm-hmm. gets into a fight with Denny. Yes. Maybe a child. Mm-hmm. In o- the over r- drugs. One of... <laughs> over drug question mark <laughs> that originally was going to have Johnny get in a yeah get fly a, off the roof in his car where, was, his, his, where was his car I, I don't know roof. but he, his vampire. car was in the roof maybe yeah. sure and vampire maybe he was a vampire so that he has a, a symbiotic relationship with his car <laughs> in which the car also has vampire powers. I'm I don't just, think people ask that many questions about I'm Tommy's just, idea. Jack's going to be up should. for weeks thinking yeah. about the logistics. Well, I was just, this is how you rewrite the movies. You make it the vampire movie. Well, I was just learning about the universe where Spider-Man is a cowboy. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> and his, his horse... Um, is also a spider cowboy. <laughs> the horse <laughs> webs? No, I, that's for my mind as well. Uh, as if horses need to be any more terrifying. Well, they have a very interesting spider sense. I'm glad you asked. Um, so spider horse can see through the eyes of cowboy Spider-Man and vice versa. Uh, sure. Thus giving them really good spider sense. <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking absurd. <laughs> Sometimes comics aren't good. Uh, so yeah, this is basically Tommy and his car. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Tommy's car are akin to Cowboy Spider-Man and it's, Spider it's, Horse. Yes, but vampire. <laughs> but but vampire. Vampires. So <laughs> glad I was able to wrap my head around these that. coincidences. France, Fortune, New Orleans, written in San Francisco. Maybe Johnny's a vampire. Combine these with Tommy himself. His dream project was a movie called Vampire from Alcatraz, King of the Vampires. Mm-hmm. He has pale skin. It's a better name than the uh, the room. Yeah, right. Uh, he has, like, really pale skin, uh, indiscernible European accent, jokes about being a vampire very quick, uh, frequently. Absolute night owl would stay up all night long and wake up very, very late. Yeah, Greg regularly refers to how, like, Tommy would just get another boost of energy at like 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a matter of fact, when they were arriving back in San Francisco after a really long uh, road trip, Tommy wakes up as they're crossing the bridge in and says, vampire trick. Mm-hmm. He he had this weird talent for like <laughs> immediately falling asleep in a car. Like he would throw like a, like a shirt or whatever, like over his face, fall asleep in the car and wake up immediately when they got to their, their destination. And he would look and he'd go, it's vampire trick. So... Huh? <laughs> 
<laughs> Stack up all of these coincidences. It is a mile high. I looked at the evidence against Tommy being Lestat. I came up with two things. Okay. One, the accent. Greg's mom spoke French with Tommy. Yes. And then later said, he's not from France. Mm-hmm. Also, Tommy regularly goes out in sunlight, which, according to Anne Rice novels, would kill him. Right. Yeah. But. 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 <laughs> the sunlight thing in Anne Rice novels is a recent contrivance. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know the history of this with Nosferatu, right? Yeah. Yeah. First, first shown in Nosferatu. Um, before that, it was just that vampires are diminished in sunlight; they aren't killed. Oh, okay. and they Tommy, just, they have a really he lives bad on time. Red Bull during the day. Lives on Red Bull during he the day. He does live he's on. He's sluggish on set. He drinks he like an late every single day. Uh-huh. He drinks like six packs of Red Bull, like in a sitting. God so, damn it, Vince! So check off sunlight. <laughs> yeah, that's I hate not. This. That's not. Ev- <laughs> that's not evidence against Tommy being Lestat. The accent. Maybe it's an older form of a Parisian accent. I cannot imagine the Parisian accent being the same in 1700 as it is in 1990. I just assumed he had one accent and then it kind of like got worked. And like he moved around and lived different places. He's, He's been alive all, for all hundreds over, of yeah. years. Yeah. So that evidence against Why is extremely <laughs> thin. The evidence in favor, really strong. The evidence against, so thin. I think Tommy Wiseau is an ancient vampire that lives the life of elegant depravity until deciding to make his masterpiece in L.A. in 2003. That's my theory. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you asked well, where his money came from. I think it came from Magnus after he killed himself. <laughs> <laughs> so the I, I I'm I'm I can't I can't disagree because you put too much thought into this and I've had too much beer. <laughs> I am kind of re-watching Interview with a Vampire in my head while you're saying this. And, okay, so Brad Pitt, he he's the Brad Pitt character. I think he's... Um, he's the Tom Cruise Tom character. Cruise. Oh, it's Tom... Or yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. Tom, uh, it's Tom, Tom, it's Tom Cruise is the stat, right? Tom Pitt. Correct. Tom Pitt. The, yep. The, the Brad um, Cruise. Um, <laughs> Christian Slater is Anne Rice. <laughs> <laughs> then who is the Brad Pitt? Oh, I don't know. Who, who does Tommy Wiseau sire? Oh, that's uh, Louise, right? Or Louis? Louis, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Greg Sestero. Yeah. Greg Sestero is Louis. <laughs> Plantation owner in Louis. I'm, I'm now accusing Greg Sestero of owning slaves, which I'm not no, super comfortable no. with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all right, Anne Rice's now we're going to take a break for commercials. <laughs> Welcome to Making a Martini, up, dry, and straight to the point. I am the host, Caleb Viggles, accompanied by my CFO, Scooter, who is my dog. And together, we are bringing you the podcast education you never knew you needed. Sometimes more than you get in our own country's actual education system. Do the children of today learn about sex, Shakespeare, and race in school? I mean, maybe, but I sure didn't, and look what happened to me. I started a podcast. And is this really what you want for your children? No, it's fucking not. But I can guarantee that the children in school today don't learn about the Alien franchise, why Grease 2 is better than Grease, and certainly not the joys of Glow, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling, which you will learn here. And if you came here thinking this is going to be a podcast on 
how to make martinis and whatnot, well, you're almost right, because we are making cocktails. Cocktails for all occasions, including the classic dirty vodka martini, the pride teeny, and the bro and more. Typically accompanied by a knowledgeable guest, or at least someone who I think is knowledgeable and entertaining. And hey, you might think so too. I mean, what more could anyone with a thirst for knowledge and a thirst for vodka-based drinks want in their life? So join me with our bi-weekly themed cocktail as we take on numerous practical and crazy topics, have a laugh, and get straight to the point. I'm practically drunk just thinking about it. Make sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram, and remember, please drink responsibly. Cheers. I, and we're back. We, I have uh, something I'm a little ashamed of. I don't remember if I first saw the room with you or with my ex immediately before you. I don't know either. Really? Hmm. I don't. I don't know. That's a fair point. I, I mean, no I saw idea. the room in like high school. Right. So, so don't you don't know. remember if I was your first or if you were my first for room viewings? I don't think so. Yeah. Hmm. What Wild. matters is the memory you have of the time you spent together suffering through this film. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was with you fuckers. <laughs> uh, Special kind of room trauma bonding. That yeah. Happens. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure my first time watching it was with you guys. I think. It would make sense that I would introduce the room to everybody, you're, basically. You're yeah. the infections vector for this particular <laughs> That's what I've done. set of people. That absolutely tracks. Yeah. So I know I... But you caught it directly. I did, from the source. <laughs> I don't like that I said that. <laughs> so you were bitten by Lestat. I was bitten by Lestat. Um, no, I. so I went to one of the live shows, um, and there are live shows still. There is one happening in Pittsburgh, like, next week. Uh, the 20th, yeah. yeah. We're going, right? At Row House. Yeah. Yeah, if I'm able to, I'd love to. I, I'm not entirely sure if I can, but hopefully. Fingers yeah. crossed. Well, I very much hope so, because they're super fun. In predictable live show fashion, there's a lot of, you know, call and response. I did say meanwhile in San Francisco every time there was a cha- San Francisco transition because that's one of them. You did say that, um, yeah. I did find out that apparently a lot of the rituals began at the very first screening with Rousselet and Gardier, the people, the like two film students who found the poster for the room. This is how the room got famous. Okay. So uh, Tell us about that. So yeah. these two film students were the ones, like, who saw the room was showing at, like, a random theater in California, and on it, it was, like, no refunds, and then <laughs> yeah. it said, like, what was the tag, like, the the quote? Was, I, the, the tagline, at least the one that was up on the giant billboard was, can you ever really trust anyone? Well, no, not on the billboard. When they went to the theater, it was, like, no refunds, and, like, watching this film is, like... Uh, like being stabbed in the head it's like being stabbed in the head head. (laughs) yeah so these two film students of course are like fuck that sounds amazing um can't pass this up i disagree the person who made this famous was the employee who wrote that that's also true yeah i do think they knew what they were doing that that box office attendant had no idea what they were what they had done i mean 
I choose to believe they knew, but um, <laughs> those, so those two film students saw it and they were like, holy shit, we have to tell everyone we know about this fucking masterpiece and brought like all their, you know, film friends to watch The Room and they yelled a bunch of shit at it because how can you not? Right. So a few of the things, notably, it's like there are some traditions that just kind of like they translate to some places, but not to others. So it's okay. like one of those things that's like some of the some of the rituals happen like. Some shows, they don't happen at all the shows. You definitely have to bring a giant 100-pack of, like, plastic spoons to throw at the screen whenever the, the little picture frames with the spoons show up. Um, yeah. You do get to throw spoons. You do play football um, in the audience yep. whenever I have heard there are that. footballs just flying whenever they're playing football on stage. Um, okay. Oh, man, there's so many. I have to so remember funny. again, but... I've I never been to one of these, so I'm really excited for what's coming and also, like, a little stage frighty about it. <laughs> I mean, it's like Rocky... You know, it's it's even less performative, I'd say, than Rocky Horror. It's much less, like... I went to one Rocky Horror and they drew a V on my forehead and I felt really self-conscious for the yeah, rest of the Yeah, you're night. good for the... You're good forever Right, that. so you're yeah. fine. You'll yeah. never have to do anything at a Rocky Horror show if you don't want to. Yeah, um, yeah. You, did, you did it once. Yeah. But, yeah, so... But you don't have, like... You know, you don't have to get up or do anything. You know, what's um, funny about that is they assumed I wasn't a virgin the first time I went. They're like, no, you're cool. And I was like, <laughs> they're like, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way. You've you've seen this before. And I was like, sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, Wink. So I did go to one of them in 2009 when they were first doing their live tour. So Tommy and Greg do go around the country. I don't know if they still do it. I feel like part of me wants to believe they. I think they still do I sometimes. Think they still do. I, I think um, I haven't. I haven't actually seen anything about it, but I've. I think I've seen people like like nothing official, but I think I've seen people like on Reddit and whatnot talk about that. I kind of wonder because I know Tommy has other projects now, um, which is weird. Oh, it's wonderful. Oh, I, I was gonna ask that. Like, has he done anything since the room? Oh yeah, he's made. I've watched some of it. So <laughs> yeah, I went to one live show. Um, did meet Tommy and Greg. They at eat like all times did have at least six feet apart. Yeah, paint, paint us a picture. Um, <laughs> Greg did not stand next to Tommy like at all, at even not even once. They so were they always far apart. They didn't at two thousand nine. So okay. Tommy w- walked up. He had as many belts as they say he does. Um, <laughs> Which, if I'm not mistaken, is two. Oh, I think there were more than two. So <gasps> it's at least two. He's kind of a Kingdom Hearts character sometimes. Yeah, fuck? He, he's got those big like the. You know, clunky metal like studded belts. Yeah, he's got the studded belts, and um, he's got a few of them layered on top of his like skinny jeans. Oh, okay. Um, he wears skinny jeans now. Oh yeah, he wore like skinny black jeans. Yeah, Two thousand nine. It was he, a style. Oh yeah, he had like a vest. He had the tie, but all the belts <laughs> and sunglasses at night. Uh, did yeah. not take them off. So we were in DC. It was a kind like the theater was full ish, but it was still not like packed. There was a line. We were at the front of the line, actually, I think, to get pictures taken and to meet and greet. So it was like, you know, a decent group of us. One of the people in the group had a copy of the DVD, um, did ask Tommy to sign it um, by writing a poem on the DVD cover just for him. It was just lines from the room. It was just, <laughs> if, if I know if a lot of people love each other, the world would be a better place, I think was thrown in there also. I also Fitting. think Oh Hi Doggy was part of the poem. <laughs> I think that was the last line, actually. Oh Hi Doggy was the last line. Um, That's amazing. I do wish I still had this. This 
I wish I still had that DVD case, <laughs> like if I remembered all of it. But we got pictures with him. I stood right next to him, um, next to Tommy. How does he smell? And, uh, he, it was um, 2009, so it was very much. I want to. I want to say it was like Axe. Mm-hmm. Like he was a yeah. like He's a you know middle school. Man. <laughs> he was a middle school boy level of axe. No, no, that, <laughs> um, that tracks. Yeah, and He's going for youthful all the time. So. He also did s- scream when I like he put his arm here, and I was like, okay, and I put my arm like on his back, and he said, "Don't touch the hair." <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Screamed in the middle of the lobby of this fucking theater. Oh, Said, no. "Don't touch it." So that's incredible. That was oh, no. my one-on-one experience with Tommy. <laughs> I accidentally touched his hair. Terrifying. Um, How did it feel? Greasy. <laughs> um, and definitely, like it looked. It looked <laughs> like it feels how it looks. Um, <laughs> they did a brief little Q and A before the showing. People only asked, like, where are you from? What? Are, how old are you? And he's like, I don't know. Don't, like, he was just like, don't worry about it. Don't talk don't about wor- me. Don't worry about it. And, yeah, Greg just looked miserable. <laughs> I felt so bad. Like, honestly, I don't think I went up and talked to Greg, and I regret it now. I was just like. Well, that was also pre-disaster artist coming up, oh, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. This that- is early days. Yeah. Yeah. This was when the, this was, like, one of the first tours. Um, <laughs> So they were still, like fresh off of the production or not fresh off the production but like it was fresh off the cult status yeah exactly and i think greg was like fuck this is absolutely (laughs) my life forever he's still kind of uh coping with the i'm this guy forever he's like no i'm mark the rest of my life he he hadn't fully accepted the fact that this will be on his imdb forever Mm -hmm. he hadn't had the time that the cast from troll 2 had to adapt to their to that news for them yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that was my, <laughs> from, oh my god, so many, like, I was a junior or senior in high school, and I will never forget. <laughs> wow. Outstanding. He, he screamed at a high school student. <laughs> he sure did. <laughs> he, screamed at, he screamed at a whole little group of high school high school children. <laughs> uh, that was a lovely anecdote. Thank you for sharing that. Um, we, sorry, I just was looking to see, here's some free advertising for Row House. The Room is playing at 10 p.m. on August 20th, uh, mm-hmm. Saturday. Rowhouse Cinemas in Lawrenceville, if you're here in Pittsburgh. You're welcome, Rose. Is, is this coming out before that? No, this is coming out <laughs> 10 days after. <laughs> so, uh, I love that. <laughs> I hope you all so sorry, enjoyed it. You had a great time. Can you leave this in the final cut? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 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 not a problem at all. Uh, but I think there's actually two cuts of the film, uh, one with slightly less fucking Mm. Um, I think we saw the less today. So we saw the. Le- I think we thought we saw the well, longer version. So the the uh, the fucking scene was actually originally six minutes long. It, how long was it? Felt very long. It was three. Somehow they, it was only three. Yeah. Well, well I think part it, part of that is that they split it into two because there wasn't that okay. second one between Johnny and Lisa originally okay right they also Which didn't fully split it into two they reused a bunch yeah. of the footage. yeah you yeah. you were absolutely correct that that was reused footage it was just more of the same footage from the <laughs> first version um the runtime for the one that's showing at row house or did show at row house i guess uh is 91 minutes i think the version we watched was the total was an hour 39. It was an hour 39, yeah. So that was... Yeah, that's that's like eight minutes shorter or yeah. so. That's interesting. Sorry, guys. At Rose, you saw less of Tommy Wiseau's ass. 
Sorry for your loss. So to, to kind of keep with the theme of this show, we're going to, um, in this very hot and exhausting and semi-tipsy room, <laughs> try to fix Tommy Wiseau's the room. <laughs> um, I have two directions we can take with this, but first I need to get rid of his face because it's on my laptop. And yeah, stop that. No, he'll glamour you. <laughs> <laughs> I suddenly want to take my pants off um, <laughs> you just want to get your balls more directly on that ice <laughs> yes, pack <I> do. <laughs> so hot um, I wear pants for company <laughs> idiot uh so there's there's two ways that I can see doing this the and there's one giant problem which I think you can probably guess what that is um I don't think I could pick just one yeah, I know <laughs> well the problem with Fixing it is that we would have to get it out of the hands of Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and that's not, that can't happen. No. That, I that mean, also, like, production note-wise, the editor, like, the, I, I think you mentioned this earlier, mm -hmm. Joe, the editor, anytime he tried to cut something, Tommy said, no, it stays in. We, so he literally we saw, would shout, we don't cut anything. Yeah, mm -hmm. so that's basically an entirely uncut movie, is what we saw. Like they did some like minor trimming, I think, just to like sure. pace, like quote unquote pace some things. And they pulled the sex scene down from six to three minutes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Otherwise it's just everything they shot. So remember last week when we did the six million dollar man and I said that when I watched the made for TV movie, there's a lot of scenes where they're just walking. Yes. And how we've evolved as storytellers from that to know that we as an audience understand that when you see a actor in one room and then you cut to them entering another room we understand that they walked a distance it's really a, it, there's actually some irony to bringing that up now because uh, yesterday emily sh showed us the first two episodes of severance and there's a lot of hallway walking mm -hmm. in, in are they that walking show. and talking or are they just walking? no it's no. just no. walking and it's, it's fucking rules it actually Beautiful. is great it's bonkers the way everybody watch severance works. everybody but, watch severance I, I would like to the point of showing the walking in older TV and older films is because they thought the audience was going to get confused about how an actor got from point A to point B. Yes. I'm going to guess that's not the point of the scenes in Severance. No. No, they're hilarious on their own. Okay. <laughs> um, here's my two suggestions on fixing the room. We can do the serious or the hilarious. I guess what's the serious? Let's start. Let's, yeah, let's start, start there. Serious. I, uh, actually, my thought on it is it's already hilarious. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I feel like if you do hilarious on purpose, it it becomes bad again. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll get to it. I, I, okay, I, I'm I'm willing to reserve that judgment because I, I had the same thought in initially. But I was like, wait, that might be a little bit knee jerk, and this is Jack we're talking about. I don't trust Jack that much. You shouldn't. <laughs> um, Fair, <laughs> but let's let's start serious and then go sure. hilarious. So either way, what needs to happen is that a major production studio needs to dupe Tommy Wiseau into selling his product, hmm. um, and then they reserve the right for a final cut. Who would want the room? I just what's left without Tommy Wiseau? Of the room, there's literally nothing. So he did try like pitching the idea to other studios or other filmmakers, and but no like one the story, fucking wanted Like there's it. no story. No, there's nothing to no. pitch. Is I'm, what I mean. I'm, I'm getting to it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I trust so you. This is kind of like Trolls Two, where you, you don't <laughs> change the to change the movie at all is to take what is enjoyable 
about right. it. So this is all hypothetical. Of course. Like if if any of you came to me and you're like, hey, Tommy actually really wants you to do something with this film, I would punch you in the throat um, <laughs> and then tell you to get the fuck out of my house. Um, Denny, why are you here? <laughs> he just likes to watch you guys. <laughs> creepy fuck of a character. Jesus Christ. Um, so let's pretend that this is... Uh, an assignment that we've been given because mm-hmm. there's no other way that I would do yeah. it. Uh, so he has sold his movie finished to HBO. Sure. And HBO is like, Hey, we can replace Scoob with this. We can, <laughs> we suddenly have a time slot open. <laughs> <laughs> we also have a Mr. Mark Frost, a good buddy of David Lynch. Yeah. Who needs a job. <laughs> What's Mark Frost doing these days? Not much. What's Mark um, Frost doing in 2002? Wishing that they would redo Twin Peaks. Or or do a third season. So, <laughs> I don't know if any of you have like watched any of Twin Peaks The Return. Oh, not The Return. Not The Return, um, no. Uh, or any of his movies. Like, Twin Peaks The Show is a little bit more audience friendly. Which is weird to say, because it's Twin Peaks. Yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. But his films are even less that. Right. Uh, they tend to be longer and ambient. A lot of sitting in mm-hmm. the silence uncomfortably. So what I would... For, for the return, for Twin Peaks The Return, what he did is he, he picked up the story with certain characters, added in different characters, and there was like 16 different plots going all at once. Sure. Um, that sounds like a fucking mess. It was. Yeah. But it was, it was, I couldn't look away from it. Not just because it was, it wasn't a train wreck. It's like, it's my David brain Lynch. is trying yeah. to constantly yeah. put the puzzle together. That's why you watch. And I, that's why I watched David Lynch is like, can I put the puzzle together? And this was, they gave him 16 episodes of an hour a piece to be his self. Escape room, the TV show. Pretty much. <laughs> I didn't make it the whole way through, but... <laughs> But it among people who enjoy that kind of crazy bullshit, uh, they very much enjoyed it. So I, I did pull up Mark Frost's writing credits on IMDb. Mm-hmm. Cheater. <laughs> he did not have a project come out in 2002. Mm-hmm. In that time frame, he had written a single episode of All Souls, which came out in 2001. And... The 2005 Fantastic Four film. <laughs> Mark. So he had some time. He had some time. He had some free time. Because he obviously wrote that movie in a weekend. So <laughs> He wrote it as a joke. <laughs> no one's going to go for this. Oh, shit. Ah, shit. Fox, that's, no. That's going to be on my IMDb. <laughs> some asshole of the podcast is going to talk about this later. Don't worry about what a podcast is. Uh so Mark Frost, David Lynch, they get that a hold of Tommy Wiseau's The Room, and they <laughs> oh, cut it into portions and add it to a greater uh, narrative about San Francisco in the, I guess, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything slowed way down, and when you watch David Lynch, he likes to use character actors. He likes to take character actors and force you to sit with their mannerisms Mm -hmm. in a way that you either appreciate the actor or uh, you're scared of them. (laughs) So Tommy Wiseau Mm -hmm. and David Lynch are not that different because think about 
yeah. what's his name? Mike, the lizard jaw guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> lizard jaw guy is absolutely a David Lynch character. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Gecko man for sure. Yeah. Something else that is related is, uh, so that scene where a bunch of people were ordering like coffees and cheesecakes and shit before mm-hmm. anybody else showed up. Yeah. Oh. Tommy insisted that every extra on set order something before the principal actors came in and did their shit that was such a weird scene yeah. but i he could specifically also specifically requested like he was like yeah. we're doing this scene so uh w- actually here's my question would tommy Wiseau and david lynch and mark frost get along absolutely not and there is and there was <laughs> no, one there was one other hang up here in this that uh in 2002 uh, he was working on or or releasing an asinine number of short films. Oh. Lynch? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Probably all the Inland Empire stuff, mm. my guess. He's fine. He's always, I think he's kind of the guy I think does like six different projects all at once. I've always kind of assumed that he's unstuck in time. So. <laughs> um, That's what he wants you to he, think. This yeah. is actually going to happen now that like current day David Lynch has learned that we've suggested this. Mm-hmm. He will now go back. Well, we would think of it as going back in time. He's uh, omnipotent, yeah. so he's just he understands time. And we've already and we've already established this is a true crime podcast, so we're <laughs> now conspiracy nuts. <laughs> so David Shit. Lynch, unstuck in time, goes right. to talk to his buddy Lestat. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> you were saying they would not get along, and I'm curious. I don't think that. they would because they both have ideas of what the art project should look like. I was going to say, very strong. Oh, strong they personalities. They would fist fight. This they is an immovable fight. object and an unstoppable force. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, David Lynch divorced his wife because she couldn't stand the, he couldn't stand the smell of her cooking. <laughs> wow. So, I, I learned something today. <laughs> he did tell her. <laughs> you know, I don't doubt Aww. that. He's a sweetheart. <laughs> He tried. (laughs) (laughs) She wasn't open to the communication. Write that on the divorce papers for why he shouldn't give up anything. Oh, my God. (laughs) I told her about it. Uh, What? I said something. That's why I think that it would almost be like a collage project for David Lynch where he's like, well, here's some of the raw material, Mm -hmm. the room, to add to the rest of your project. Yeah. And he would pick Mm -hmm. one of the random ass characters to continue throughout the rest of the series. Chris R. Fuck, it would be Chris R. It would be Chris R. It would absolutely be Chris R. Thank you, Emily. Because it's never a character I would want to see more of. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But then I'm like, all right, yeah, no, he is kind of interesting now that I'm watching him. He also was like the most professional actor on set. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) people were kind of like scared of how good he was and then also scared of how angry he was. Oh, yeah, he he did method. He methoded it a little bit. The fucking Chris R. character. He methoded Denny? Yep. Sweet, mm-hmm. creepy Denny. He would, he would just like pace around the perimeter of the set, just like cursing and like making, keeping himself just angry. Just keeping himself it was, like, all right, yeah, he was jacked character. basically. Yeah. That's the kind of actor that we, if we were on set, we're like, all right, don't go over there, just let him do his thing. Right. And then we send like some PA over there to let him know it's time for him to be on set. <laughs> no, you would send me over there. To let him know it's time <laughs> we to didn't go. have any PAs. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Line producer Greg Sister. <laughs> so that that would be my pitch for a serious show mm, okay i do have a thought for a funny one also mm. but i'll let cool. you do your cool, funny cool, cool. so for funny have any of you watched uh darth Marenghi's dark place yes yes <laughs> um with matthew barry <laughs> fantastic so again a studio has duped tommy Wiseau into selling the product <laughs> mm-hmm. 
really we just need to find a way to trick Tommy just no need matter to... what. <laughs> yeah. How do you yeah, it's how do you talk Tommy Wiseau out of his own passion project? How how patient of a man do you think he is? Because I feel like if you made a large enough document where you buried into legalese, you do not get final cut. No, I think th- he wouldn't read it. It doesn't. A, he would not read it, and B, he would literally just shout, "I disagree with you. I think you're wrong. I'm sorry." But if he signs it, but if you if you bury the "you do not get final cut" right. somewhere deep down, if it's like. If you take the first letter of each line of text and it spells "you do not get final cut," <laughs> maybe he'll miss it. Then. It's like yeah. uh, sub paragraph eighteen, queef number fourteen. Uh, <laughs> this text is actually meant to be read one letter at a time in the descending order, and he's like, "What, what does that have to mean?" Uh, yeah, there you go. So that's what we did. And uh, then we're like, "Hey, Matt, what are you doing?" And he's like, um, "Okay, I'm not even gonna try that." accent um <laughs> all kinds Fair. of stuff but what do you got in mind and they're like well matt we just need you for like three days of shooting um fucking spectacular yeah <laughs> there you go yeah that was really good your tommy is terrible but your matthew Berry's pretty good <laughs> uh so much like darth Marenghi's dark place uh the actual show with is a show within a show yes uh, I think it's like our author Darth Marenghi. You keep saying Darth, and it's bothering it's me Garth, a lot. Yeah. Garth, Garth, Garth is Garth Marenghi. Yeah, <laughs> fucking amateur. So, <laughs> Vader's Marenghi. <Yeah. laughs> so we have the sequel to Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, which is Garth Marenghi's The Room, mm-hmm. and it's him talking about the time that he wrote a story in which he was a sub character in The Room keep the room just as it is we shoot extra material where matthew barry is in the scene somewhere being himself <laughs> uh and we this, digitally this, add him to the background of scenes sitting in the background eating a eating a a, bo- a bowl of popcorn in the sex scenes yeah coaching yes <laughs> uh what made me think of it was one of the really poorly misplaced sound effects uh that didn't the broken the glass, glass. I think it might have been the glass yeah. shattering. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's your favorite. It is one of my top three moments it's, of that film. It's very good. Yeah. Uh, and I saw a clip the other day where people were talking about how specifically from that show they love how the footsteps never match up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, you could probably make that work. <laughs> Just film more material of M- Matthew Berry being a Jagoff. <laughs> I just want that on a daily basis anyway. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You could really put them in and an, anything I'm watching and I'm okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your idea? Well, now I don't know if my idea would actually make it way worse. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm on. Let's do this. Not worse, but just. So my thought is. Hurt me. Yeah. Um, there's a lot. So this was made in 2002, which was prime uh, friends time. Oh, um, yeah. All of the, like, cityscape panning shots, all of the, like, we're just a bunch of friends living in an apartment together. He was trying to make friends, I think. Part of what it was <laughs> was that he was trying to make friends. So throw in a laugh track. Oh, God. Um, so, but, like, you can make it. But see, when I thought about making throwing in a laugh track, that makes it so much worse to I, me. That just makes it so much darker. Emily? Yeah. We talked earlier about Tommy's other projects. 
Oh yeah, he has. He made that sitcom. He actually you're did describing, make. You're shit, describing that. What what is the, it called? The neighbors. It was it? the neighbors. I think it's called the neighbors. And Damn it, it! You're right. It is the neighbors. And it sucked. It sucked so bad. Ah, but this actually helps my serious idea. <laughs> oh, okay. So one of the short films that David Lynch was working on at that time that would have kept him from working on the YSO project was Rabbits, which was a the most David Lynch thing that I could possibly say. It's it's a three camera setup sitcom where there is a family of rabbits, kind of anthropomorphic rabbits, mm-hmm. pu- made puppets voiced by like I think like Naomi Watts and some other jags but because it's david lynch there's just like very eerie like the silence of like a wide open space and they'll say things that don't actually line up with a laugh track but then like the laugh track will will trigger but then cut off suddenly in the middle of it and it's really uncomfortable Mm -hmm. so thank you no that's that's spot on i love it Uh, okay so maybe the neighbors could be done better as in like tommy doesn't have control of it Somebody else who... But then it's just friends. I don't want... Yeah. That's boring. Mm-hmm. So, if if I remember correctly, I mean, I feel like I blacked out through the episode of that that I remember watching, but isn't Tommy supposed to be, like, the superintendent of the building, and he goes around checking on all the people who live in this apartment complex as neighbors? I don't remember. I don't remember either. I don't know why I remember that It was much. deeply forgettable. Yes. It was bad. Yeah. yeah so it I was watched... not fun like The Room. No. No. Because yeah. he was trying to be funny. Yeah. Oh, so okay. So the thing that it. happened. The thing that happened after the room was it like he want. This was a serious drama. This was like a yes. hard hitting drama, and he was like, "No, it wasn't." Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. when he's, that, yeah. It's been a black comedy the whole time. It's the fun, the best dark comedy of the century was like the new tagline on the DVD. But we know. Yeah, he, that's absolutely was, not how he wanted it to be viewed. I was going to ask, because um, we've watched the documentary on Trolls 2, and the director is like, he's like, no, it's it's, it's scary. The actors j- are the ones that are wrong. Troll 2. Trolls 2. Trolls World Tour is a very different, different thing. movie. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we've had this conversation, Jack. <laughs> Listen, Darth Rangi disagrees. <laughs> <laughs> That fucking movie, the director oh, in, insists that it's serious. He still, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, like refuses to acknowledge that it's bad or funny. Yeah, to the point that he's not invited to conventions anymore. Yeah, he's like caused a lot of problems. Yes. Like, oh. Listen to our episode on Troll 2 if you haven't. We talk mm-hmm. about that for a good Trolls bit. 2. No. <laughs> so he has only done or tried to do comedic projects since this? N- I think he did tr- one. He tried. Didn't he? Did like a buddy movie. Best that friends. Was, that was, was Greg Sestero. Was that Greg Sestero? Yes. Apparently, still not good. I want sure. it to be good because I really liked the Disaster Artist, the book. But you know, uh, it was Best Friends is Greg Sestero's project. Ooh. I did not realize was that. Tommy was so involved. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Co-star. Oh yeah. It's They're about their. It's about their deeply unsettling friendship. So they even, I had questions about this. So in the book, they compare it all the time to the relationship on the talented Mr. Ripley. Yes. That was the underlying thread oh, throughout this the book, is mm-hmm. that they're like, Greg. Greg is Greenleaf. Is the... Greg is Greenleaf and. Um, Tommy's Tommy. Ripley. Yeah, no, Tommy is Greenleaf. In, no, no, it's it's that Tommy is, is Tom Ripley and right, Greg is Dickie Greenleaf. Yeah, yeah. And that. 
and that Tommy's going. It, Greg is afraid that Tommy's going to try to kill him. Uh, Tommy, this however, this is a through line in the book that you haven't read yet, and you absolutely should. Right, well, the other problem is that as much as I've wanted to watch the talented Mister Ripley, I haven't. But I always get it like in my brain confused with confused with Gattaca, which is a great movie, um, super different, but mm-hmm. very different. And yeah. they actually have like a pretty uh, charming relationship in Gattaca. So huh. I'm glad that it worked out for them. Nice. I haven't seen any of these, either of these movies. So. <laughs> yeah, but like the fact that they compare their relationship to the, that fucking movie, I just, I don't know. The relationship's strange. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the so the reason I like the book so much is because it comes away with that Tommy is fucked up. I mean, we we saw this movie, we saw all the like, his views, not just of like what drama should be, but oh also God. women. Yeah, like it's bad. Deeply uncomfortable view of male male female relations. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah he did. I mean, he treated the women like shit on set. Yeah. Specifically, Juliet. Like he treated her like fucking garbage. Was she the one that played she, Lisa? She played mm-hmm. Lisa. Yeah. Uh, in particular, probably most disconcertingly was the sex scene. Damn it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. She, I'm like, I know you're going there. I'm just. She open was open set. Yeah. Wide open set. Okay. He even like called people in and be like, "Hey, he was come like, on, everybody, he- come down, come on and help with lighting." And like, of course, there's no intimacy counselor. There's no, right. there's nothing that's going to make this like better for anybody. There was no intimacy. He he told her her body looked like trash. There was yeah, beyond he was, that. He he would he would like body shame her for like blemishes and just like the general way she looked. It was fucking awful. Yeah, yeah. He made her cry, Ooh. but she yeah. still did it. Which like I think they said in the book that it was like she was really. Like a trooper, Greg felt mm, terrible. She for wanted, her. she needed money for her family. Yeah, like it was uh, like yeah. really. She it was wasn't a, that she was a trooper. She was literally supporting her entire family. Yeah, yeah, it was a fucked up situation. Yeah, so can't wait to read it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the thing that comes away is like Tommy, not a good guy, right? But also like the truest distillation of like trying to believe in your dreams, like. Both of like those things a, at the same time. So yeah. like a childlike yeah. capacity. Okay. I think that's the only reason that they are still friends is because... Uh, well, and also the the fact that, like, Greg will always be Mark, so if he can make some bucks on the circuit... like So mm-hmm. capitalism is a the reason they're still together. Mm-hmm. Possibly. At least it's to an extent. It's definitely a factor, I would say. Yeah, it's it's there. It's kind of always here. Okay. Sadly. <laughs> well, uh... Anything else... No, I think capitalism will always be here. Is the is the way to end this episode? I do also. Yeah, I also I, felt that I, wait. I have, a, I have a well. No, Jack, I have something that might make you feel a little bit better. Tommy Wiseau did some voice work for Bee and Puppy Cat. I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's an animated series. <laughs> you don't like it. <laughs> uh, um. <laughs> Was any of this fun, Jack? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, I did enjoy cracking the mystery of Tony in that he is a lizard in a human suit. Tony? Mm-hmm. What's his name? Mike? Mike. Or Who's Tommy? Tommy? Did you say no. that? No. No, I said you Tony. You mean Mike. I meant, they're all fucking white guy names. <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, the, the lizard man. The lizard man, Mike, he's, yes. He's just lizard man. That's his name. <laughs> I've never enjoyed boobies less, which is really weird. They were just uncomfortable scenes. It was yeah. really uncomfortable. Yeah. You could feel the labor disaster. Right. I, Nobody wanted really, to be there. You really yeah. Could. I was like, this is not, I'm glad I wasn't on that set. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, as we mentioned, the like the the crew changed over several times because uh, directors of photography would just fuck off with their crew. <laughs> I noticed several different like shooting styles, and I'm like, <laughs> is the are they just trying something different in this? Scene? Like it went from like an established DP to a film student DP to just a guy who had been there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like, I mean, I'll do it. Yeah, I assumed that at some point Tommy just jump behind the camera, but I don't think so. No. Yeah. He's too busy, busy writing and acting, producing most, and producing. I like the part where it ended. Um, <laughs> yeah, the last shot was baffling <laughs> in a way that I kind of liked. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm like, and well, he's like just dead in a sea of Kool Aid blood. It's it's Is that he's dead. Okay? In, but he's like, Is everything okay. <laughs> <laughs> Come into it. That's what I, as an EMT, roll up on the scene, see somebody dead. Is everything okay? I. It's th- that is that moment is like it perf- almost perfectly mirrors for me a, a a history class that I took in eleventh grade where we watched the Zabruder film and we had just watched <laughs> JFK, and we had just watched JFK's brains roll across mm-hmm. the back of the limo and and Jackie like shove what was it, left back in. It is not in. a fun watch. No, it's not a fun watch. And Tommy and, Wiseau is there in a babushka. <laughs> yes, Tommy Wiseau is there in a babushka. As uh, sorry, Lestat is there in a babushka, <laughs> and somebody in my class shouted. Oh my god, did he live? <laughs> to, to which everyone in my class What turned... year was this? What year was this? This was 2004. So you would have been a junior? 17. I was a junior in high school. Oh, Sweetheart. So, no, everyone in my class turned to look at her like, what the fuck did you just say? And the teacher goes, he was assassinated! <laughs> and, she go, and she says to him... What does that mean? Oh no! Yeah, the Hel- American you know school what? system has let down another. Think- yeah, we're on the same page. Yep. <laughs> Thanks, America. <laughs> well, uh, thank you for joining us. <laughs> slash hosting. I'll do my best to not be this busy again. <laughs> So that this never so this happens never ever happens. again. I'm not even sure what we would cover if it did. I mean, if we de- if we were to do another Troll Two or the Room, what... the Zapruder film. No, God, no. no. Actually, I got a lot of things to say about the Zapruder film. No. Join us next time in our six part series on the no. Kennedy assassination. No, last podcast already did it. Yeah, but they did it too well, and it kind of was long and. Um, Christ (laughs) thank you all for joining us for this bit of madness here tonight if you have not already please subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts Uh, please rate and review the show so people have an easier time of finding us we're on Apple Podcasts Spotify, Stitcher, Good Pods wherever you listen to podcasts follow us on social media at uh, DerazzledPod on Twitter at DerazzledPodcast on Facebook, Derazzled underscore podcast on Instagram, and Dullboy underscore Jack on TikTok. Also, we have merch. Uh, go, to, You can look us up on Redbubble. It's Derazzled merch on Redbubble, and there are uh, three different designs of all sorts of assorted nonsense that... <laughs> that you can find there. Uh, uh, also, Jack, the s- sorry, Jack assures me that the the baseball tee does not feel like you're wearing a garbage bag. Yes. No, I didn't wash it before I put it on though, so it smells very much like chemicals. 
Um, so if Just you do, do order it, make sure to wash it Wa- first. Wash it first, and it feels better than a trash bag. <laughs> Quality <laughs> product. Uh, yeah. More more designs are in the works. Um, if you have suggestions for a design or a suggestion for something you want to see us cover, email us at derazzledpodcast uh, at gmail.com. And I think that covers all the things, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Make sure to join us. Make sure to join us <laughs> next time, where we are sure to... Don't touch the hair! <laughs> Bye, everybody! Bye, everybody! <laughs>